0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast. And for the first time, can you believe, I'm actually here on my own today. I don't have either of my co-hosts with me, neither Lubna nor Woon. So I'm flying solo today. And why is that? It's because we have been so busy in our sushi world of entrepreneurship. We have been so, so busy. Regular listeners will know that last week, Woon interviewed Libner and myself about the book that we've just co authored and the craziness that is currently surrounding the book because it has become an international bestseller in six countries now. Oh my goodness. I, I cannot begin to tell you how that feels, considering that we took it from idea to published in 10 days, but that's a whole other story which you heard about last week. And of course, There's a lot happening with lots of podcasts being launched, hence why Woon isn't here either. So yeah, we've got a lot going on, a lot going on. But today, today is another special episode because today I'm joined by a guest who is going to share her story with you on how, this book the law of brand attraction has really impacted her life and what what it means for her and what she's doing with that now and where she's come from and all that juiciness we're going to get to find out and guess what you're never going to believe this she's only a sushi lover she absolutely adores sushi hence why she's on this podcast so it was definitely meant to be her buying the book so without further ado Let me introduce you to a new and emerging entrepreneur by the name of Krista Possible. Hello, Krista, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast.
1: Hello, girl. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, all the way from South Africa. Loving sushi, loving sushi. And yeah, I saw your post, uh, liked your post, commented, said, so, hey, oh, that sushi like, looks divine. And here I am today talking to you. What an honor, what an honor. This is actually a dream come true for me being interviewed on a
0: podcast visiting. Really, it's a dream come true. Oh, that's fantastic. Because Krista, if I'm not mistaken, this is not the first time within the last week or two, that your dreams have come true, is it? (laughs) (laughs) This week has been the most amazing or
1: unbelievable week for me. Dreams coming true, one after the other, and yeah, I'm I'm still speechless at times. It's like pinch-me moments that's happening the whole week for me.
0: Oh, that's fantastic, fantastic. So before we hear about those pinch-me moments, tell us about... Before the pinch me moments began, what was going on for you before all this wonderful stuff started happen, happening? Tell, just tell us a little bit about who you are, what do you do, where you, where you were then, and what made you decide to take action?
1: I'm going to thank you, girl. I'm going to um, rewind a bit back about four years and five years. I'm going to try and uh, do this as fast as I can. And then um, about five years ago, what happened is uh, one night my best friend stood up on a stool on a chair and um, at an event that my husband was hosting um, and said that she is having an affair with him for the 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 past two years and he had to choose in front of all the people who he wants to be with because she couldn't be the other women anymore and that was the moment that it felt like my whole life was actually falling apart in front of me and in in front of everyone that I knew and my children at that moment
0: oh my gosh so Krista you're saying that you and your children and your husband were at an event that your husband was presenting. You were at an event, you and your children, and you're with your best friend and she stood up in front of all those people and asked your husband to choose because they had been having an affair for two years. Absolutely. <gasps> yes. Wow. How do you I was recover really- from that?
1: I was, at that moment, I was really confident that he was going to choose me. I was as surprised as the rest of the people that he didn't choose me mm. at that stage. And you chose. chosen um, uh, To be quite honest, um, Gail, that night and the day after that, I sat next to the road in my car waiting for a truck to pass by to drive mm. in. Front of the truck and commit suicide that's that's how devastated I, I was at that very moment and um i must tell you i'm so grateful that there wasn't a truck that passed for that whole day and that whole mm. night not one single truck in that road and that's wow. a road that has trucks every single day
0: it wasn't your time krista it was not no, it your time the divine had other plans for you
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So after uh, the the month or so after that, it was, it was, I I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do. And I, um, I was crying on the ground, begging God and asking him to turn the clock back. This, this can't be true. Who am I going to be? If I'm, if I'm not this full-time wife and full-time mom, um, who am I? If I'm not those, those people, those roles that I played for so many years. And um, I sold my house and said, I'm going to change the world. I can't stay where I um, lived at that stage. Took all Mm -hmm. my money and enrolled for Anthony Robbins uh, trainings. I thought, oh, well, uh, Anthony Robbins is going to change my life. At that stage, I I had a hearing problem and also eyesight problems. So it was really challenging for me. And But I was determined to get my life back together and come back to South Africa and, and help other people, not being so devastated and so lost as I have been at that stage. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't do all the healing work. That that was the thing. And it was overwhelming for, for me getting back to South Africa with thousands of dollars worth of training material in my suitcase i left all my clothes in in america just brought the training material with and met up met up with a guy that said he is an anthony robbins coach and specialist and he will help me i paid him all my money and he disappeared
0: oh my goodness yes wow without me already krista what i'm hearing from you is that you are amazingly resilient because you're with us here today telling us this story that happened back then. And how long ago was that?
1: That was four and a half years ago that the whole uh, coach thing happened to me. Mm. So with no money left and feeling like a complete failure, um, I didn't want to tell my family and friends that I actually made a huge financial mistake so I pretended to be okay for almost almost three and a half years. I'm not telling anyone that I don't have, really have a place to stay. Um, pretending to be okay. There were nights when I actually slept in my car um, and sneaking into the gym so, to take a shower and wash my hair and blow off my hair there at the shower.
0: Oh, my word. Oh, my yeah. word. So... I'm so proud of you. I cannot tell you how proud I am that you are able to share this story with us today because I know, you know, for those of you listening that are thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get to the end, see how, how it all ends. One thing I can say is that you are still very much a work in progress, but the hope, the hope that you are already giving to so many other people who have been in devastating situations and circumstances, you have given them hope that you can still get up. You can still walk, but not only that you can still shine. You can still shine. You can still inspire. And for that, I've got to say, I'm in awe of you, Krista. I am in absolute awe.
1: Oh, thank you, Gail. Um, yes, I am so, so grateful that I can be here to, to share my story because there were times where I I had to choose. Um, am I going to just give up? There were times that I felt like it will be better for me to not be alive so that my children can have my life policy. That's That will work out better for them than me being this complete failure. And the two people that stood beside me and um, supporting me and cheering me on was my two children the whole time. And they, they knew my situation. They knew I didn't have money for them for a birthday present. I, there were Christmas that I had to tell them, it's better for you to stay at your father for Christmas because I, did, I didn't have food for that Christmas to eat. I didn't have. Wow. And, um, but the one thing that kept me going yeah, was my children. And I read one book after the other to see if I can find a way somehow and uh got involved in a terrible abusive relationship the 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 man um really kept me away from my children kept me away from my family and threatened me if I say a word of what's going on he will destroy me and destroy Mm -hmm. everything I have and one night I just took a chance and I said I need to come back I need to face it and I've picked up the phone and I said to my mom, "I, I please help me, please. I need to come back. I mean, I'll promise you I'll get a job. It doesn't matter what I need to do. Let me just have a place. And they said, can just come back. There's a caravan for you in the backyard. That's what we have. That's the best we can do. And I was like, no problem. I'll sleep. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start over in the caravan and I will do the healing work and I get healthy and I will, I will put my life together again. And I,
0: do whatever it takes to do so. Oh and you know what's really inspiring about that is that you were prepared to do whatever it takes. But you mentioned you mentioned earlier on Krista that even though you did Anthony Robbins, you didn't do the healing. You know, you didn't do the healing that was required. And then you ended up in a business relationship with somebody who took your money and ultimately an intimate relationship with somebody who abused you. So what I want to do is just to, for our listeners to see how that connection between not doing the work that's necessary, because as entrepreneurs, it's not just about business. It's not just about the money. It's about how we show up, because everything that we have, whether it be positive or negative, sits at that board table with us. It sits in the negotiating room. It sits in the meetings, the Zoom online meetings. All of our stuff is with us in those one-to-one meetings and in those group sessions. So the healing is really important. Some people in business see it as fluffy or woo-woo or it's got nothing to do with the hard cash. It actually has because when we are healed and we are whole, And we are forgiving of ourselves. We bring all of that to our business and our services and our clients. And it makes it much easier for them to have a healthy relationship with us. Do you understand what you're saying, Krista?
1: I agree. I cannot agree with you more, um, Miguel. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been in a place where I was a millionaire, but I didn't know who I was. Mm. And... Um, I can honestly say if you, if you do not know who you are, it can, the money can absolutely destroy you can make, you can have all the money in the world, but you, you will not be fulfilled. You will, you will try and buy yourself your way out of situations and money can destroy you if you don't know who you are. Oh, um, oof. Absolutely.
0: Krista, you are speaking my language now because as you know, I'm known as the personal brand disruptor and my whole thing is about encouraging people to use their voice, why their voice is important in their business. It's all about standing up in their authenticity or as I call it, standing up in their own hallelujah. And you're absolutely right. You can have millions, but if you don't know who you are, if your foundation is not solid, the money means nothing. And the money, the money will actually take over your business in such a way that you'll end up with no business.
1: <laughs> and Absolutely. I know that.
0: And I know that. I've, I've walked that journey. I know that journey. You know, and I had to, I had, I had to become my first client, to be fair. Awesome. So it's really, it's really um, interesting to hear you say that you were a millionaire, what, just four or five years ago? And through every... You lost it all. You know oh,
1: and I even I have I have I have less than I have ever had. girl. there were times where they want to repossess my car. And I had to beat the guy standing there telling him that's my place to stay. And if you take my car, I don't have a place to stay. Please turn around and pretend that you couldn't find me. Oh pretend that you couldn't find me. And um and I always said, I just wanted to make the world a better place. And and when I decided to become Krista Possible, it's okay. But what if you do not have one cent to contribute? Who are you going to be? Who are you con- going to contribute as yourself to make the world a better place?
0: Mm. Because you changed your name by deep poll, didn't you, to Krista Possible?
1: I, I did, I did. And I actually chose to change my name to Krista Possible when I still had millions in the bank, but I made it legal um, and took action when I had, not, I, I had nothing left. I had to borrow the money to change my name. Wow. Um, and because I need to do this, I need to show people that there's hope. Even if you have nothing left, you can still make things possible if you, if you just follow the recipe that's given to you and you find the right people on um, to help you on your way.
0: Oh, and you're so right. So on the subject of finding the right people, that brings us a little bit more towards the present day. So Krista, tell us what, what happened? How, how have things started to change for you? Because you, you mentioned earlier that you've had a series of pinch me moments, certainly in the last oh. week or so. So just take us back to the beginning of that last week or so. What has been happening
1: Oh, well, Gail, if you're, while you were asking me the question, I had goosebumps <laughs> all over me. On my cheeks, everywhere is goosebumps. And it's like, I can't wait to tell you. I can't wait to tell you. So I was on a Pete Cohen um, class, a, a workshop, and I saw this book, this brand changer. And Sammy uh, was on the interview, mm-hmm. and they said, this book will change your name. And I, and I went to my bank account, and I saw that... I will only have four rand left if I buy this book. And four rand can't even buy me a bread. <gasps> and and I saw it is on Kindle and pre-order, so that's why it is pound or dollar or pound. Um that's how much it is. Otherwise the paperback will be more expensive. And I said, I need to do it. I just need to take the act of faith and I just need to buy this book and I read and I I bought this book and I I was actually sitting on the bed waiting for it to get midnight so that it can be launched, so that I can mm-hmm. download the book and start reading the book. Um, I had tears running down my face from the moment I read the first page and the four This so Every single chapter in there was, wow, at least a quarter of it made sense and was like, it happened to me. It's I was in that same situation. I oh, I felt exactly the same way as this, mm-hmm. the, the, the writer of the, the, the chapter. And what was amazing, and that's that's actually the first time ever that I've and I've read Think and Grow Rich. I've read it before twice, mm-hmm. but this book, when they said it's going to make change you more than Think and Grow Rich, I I can I can vow for that. And the fact that. <laughs> Uh, the fact that there's a link right at the bottom of each chapter inviting you to reach out and say, "I'm here to help you." Just just click on the link, and that's where how I found you. Um, yeah. You you were the first person's link that that I clicked on. It was like you, I can find out how to speak my voice to find myself and. I have my story. I have a story to tell. Even though I'm not reaching famous yet, even though I don't have a success yet, I have hope. And I have someone that can help me and guide me in finding my voice, uh-huh. finding my story. So um, the first chapter I sent, Sammy me a message and said, thank you for following your heart and getting this book together. I know that it's going to change my life. And ever since that moment, You've been contacting me. You saw. You heard me. I was like so excited. The whole town knows that. That you you found me. The, I didn't have a clue what I'm talking about. So listen to the book. This is I've told your story, your chapter about fifty times already, telling people oh. that uh, someone came to help me. Mm. It was, it's absolutely been amazing. And then I I had a session with you and another session with you. And you said, Krista, we need to start your podcast. And I was like, what? I've never, ever, ever in my life even listened to a podcast before. I I didn't even know how to do it, listen to a podcast. I didn't know how to listen to it, let alone make one. And you've been helping me so much to create my own podcast episode.
0: That's right. Because Krista, your voice needs to be heard. You know, you've only literally scratched on the surface of what's happened to you today. But even that, just just knowing that piece about you is, is, like I said, it's awe-inspiring because you've come back from that. You've already survived from that. You're already in 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 the place of thriving from that situation. So some people think that they need to be this huge, amazing financial success before they are worthy to tell their story. But no, you you don't. You don't. You just need to know that you have trodden a path that others will also tread and you can offer them a helping hand, a supporting hand to guide them through it. And that's exactly what you are. And I'm really humbled, to be honest, and, and honored that you reached out. You know, when I saw when I saw that you had um, filled in the questions, you wanted to join the Disruptor Club, and I saw what you had written in Pete's group, I knew that you had connected with Sammy as well. And, you know, I thought, I, ha- I have to be able to help this woman because that's my purpose. And I could tell from what you were saying that you were my kind of person. You know, you're a disruptor. And now I find out that you're a sushi lover. So I know <laughs> you're my kind of person. <laughs> you know, I know that. So, you know, just, just being able to have been instrumental. And for anyone that's listening, the law of brand attraction is your team. And as Sammy says, you know, Sammy Blindell, who is um, the founder of um, Brand Builders Club and also the editor of our book, The Law of Brand Attraction. Sammy Blindell says all the time, you know, this is the book that packs your parachute. and. Yeah. It does, it gives you, most people read a business book, they get to the end and they say, okay, that was great. Now, where do I start? Uh, This book tells you, it has, you have 24 people, all of us as co-authors who were there to say, I can help you, I can help you, I can help you and so on and so on. So I'm really glad that you, you did download it and that you did reach out and that we've been able to say, come on, let's get this going. This does not have to take six months. It does not have to take it. Within that week, you're you're now guesting on your very first podcast, Krista.
1: It's amazing. I'm, I'm, I just wrote a little thing this afternoon about my childhood dream, and it said that I've been a speaker since I've been a little girl. And every time someone asks me, what I wanted to do. I said, I want to be a presenter. I want to be on TV and on the radio because they know exactly what's going on in the world and they can tell people. And then the family started to pay me to keep quiet. And uh, they paid you.
0: Did you say they they paid paid you to keep quiet?
1: They paid me. They said, you're speaking too much. We can't handle it. We're going to pay you by the minute to keep quiet and to choose. And then they started to say, okay, no, It will be a good idea for Krista to go and work on the TV and the radio because then we can put it off and we don't have to listen to it.
0: Oh, gosh. So
1: so quietly and slowly I started to put that dream down. Um, And now I'm picking it
0: up again. You most certainly are. You most certainly are picking it up again. So in amongst all of the stuff... And let's just call that the stuff that's happened, um, Krista. Where did where where did you find your hope? So you 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 obviously found the book, and that's been great. But what else was there that 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 kept you going? Um, that kept me going through the time. Was this
1: mm-hmm. this thing that um, I, I I've I've read Liane books, and I've oh read, yeah, Le Van and. Yeah. There are so many stories that have inspired me, that have given me hope and said, there must be a way. Some, There must be a way. I'm not here on earth. Uh, I think it was something inside me said, "Krista, you are Christa possible. And um, you're born to show people and give people hope and to not give up. Give yourself one more chance. And if you need to, another one. And if you need to, another one. And it was a road of forgiving myself and not blaming myself for the mistakes I made. Um, Mm. Absolutely. Because Mm. uh, the the guilt and unforgiveness and unworthiness that I felt for so many years uh, was, was incredible. It was, it was, it was eating me alive.
0: Mm, I can imagine. And, you know, Ianda Van Zent, she's a fantastic role model in the sense that, When you know her story, where she's come from, and even, you know, her life is very much, well, I was going to say it's in two halves, but it's more than two halves because, you know, it's probably in four quarters because obviously she had her starting, then she had her authoring, then she had her success with Oprah, um, and then she had her fall from grace where she became bankrupt. And then she's had her phoenix moment as i call it that rising from the ashes to where she is now and it is that hope and that determination that resilience that that you know what that's happened i'm gonna come back and that's happened and i'm gonna come that's what i see in you Mm -hmm. so i'm not surprised that you resonate with her
1: absolutely what's your
0: uh, what's your your favorite ian le book
1: (laughs) uh, it must absolutely be peace from broken pieces um, I love that one I tell you and there were times when I actually prayed pieces of that book lying on the bathroom floors and and, and used that exact word and said God how am I going to make peace with all these broken pieces
0: mm. Mm. Yeah. What, a, what a lovely what a lovely book as well because she was really broken you know um really really broken because a lot a lot happened to her at the same time and i don't want to give it give it away for anyone that hasn't read it but a lot happened to her all at the same time which is quite similar to what happened to you with the the money and the marriage your best friend because that's a whole other relationship there that um needed mourning forgiving grieving and they're ultimately forgiving as well i'm gonna be really nosy are they still together?
1: They are, they are, wow. they are really, yeah, they are. And 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 it's it's sad because I it's not it's not sad for for me, but it's sad that people can make a choice and be so sad. Choose a relationship that has no trust and no no freedom. Um, how do you how? But how do you trust after that? So I learn a lot from just looking at them. Mm. um and seeing them and my children are seeing both sides now they see someone that's really got up and do her best and they know they know how to not give up i made sure they knew they know how to not give up that's
0: absolutely 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 so i've got to ask the question how did sushi come into all of this then
1: I, I, we, I, I actually, about six years ago, tasted sushi for the first time, mm. okay, for, the, for the first time. We didn't know sushi in this small town.
0: Oh. Uh, there's no
1: Ch- Chinese people or Japanese people or anyone around. So um, the biggest town that sold sushi was, was about 400 kilometers away from us. Mm. So we as friends would get in the car and we will all put money together. And it was like this fun thing that only the rich people do. So we will <laughs> put to get our money because that's quite expensive in South Africa. Sushi it doesn't come cheap. So mm-hmm. we pay a lot of money for it. So that was the thing that we did um, was to absolutely treat ourselves that was special special events if someone's birthday or some some special event we will get sushi that really made us feel special mm. <laughs> um that's how we started uh, doing sushi and um, that's also a special thing for me and the kids now we will go out oh. and have special moments and take sushi takeaway or if Ooh. we do sushi that is a really special occasion sushi for us
0: Oh, I love that. Sushi is a special occasion and you still do that. so. So can you see now as you start to build and grow your profile and your business and start to really grow in, you know, grow in depth as well in terms of your business and what you're doing and how you're impacting people, that's a pretty special moment too. So at what point in your business are you going to celebrate by having sushi
1: <laughs> well as soon as this lockdown is over we will be able to get sushi again and I promise the kids and they know about this and they were so excited to, to give me space to do this interview and um, they are so so excited so they know that as soon as the lockdown is over we are going to celebrate sushi as Team Possible, because they are my, my supporters and together we are a team. So as Team Possible, we will celebrate sushi. Oh <laughs> love sushi.
0: That. Team Possible. You Please, 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 Krista, can I ask that when that moment comes, I would love a photo of Team Possible with their sushi. Absolutely.
1: absolutely i have goosebumps again oh Oh,
0: i can i can
1: feel that moment i can feel it
0: oh that's fantastic so what's your favorite then do you have a favorite sushi and why is it your favorite
1: oh yes i do i yes i do um salmon roses are absolutely
0: Mm. my favorite
1: firstly i have no idea how they get it right to keep (laughs) that salmon standing up straight because um I, I, I struggle to eat sushi without it falling apart. But the mm-hmm. salmon roses are our utmost favourite, the salmon roses.
0: Oh, lovely. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing a photo of those because I don't think we have that here in the UK. I've not seen uh, it that way. I've not uh, seen it.
1: But okay, so they take, they take the rice and they take, a thin slice, they take a thin slice of salmon and wrap it around the rice so it looks like a rose standing up.
0: Ooh.
1: It looks beautiful beautiful oh I love that it's really as delicate as a rose you have to eat it very very carefully with for it not to fall apart
0: oh definitely definitely you know one of the things I'm looking forward to after this lockdown and it probably won't happen for a while because it will involve some travel is that many of our guests if not all of our guests that have appeared on this podcast that we're all able to get together somewhere and have some great sushi you know oh, that's what we've interviewed well. we've interviewed people from all over the world you know literally in the states here in the uk south africa um you know i think we've we've got someone from malaysia coming up so you know we are literally just going global <laughs> we are so it would be nice if somehow we could all get together someday you know just to celebrate and acknowledge oh, wow. acknowledge each other's achievements because everyone that's been on this podcast has been so awesome they really have and all offering their own unique blend of awesomeness into the world as well and you are no different krista and i really want you to hear that and embrace that you are no different you are exactly the same, and that's why you're here. That's why we're speaking to you today, because oh, wow. you have. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much, girl When I saw it's the Sushi Club, um, and I saw your sushi, I said to, and I ran to the family first. I said, "Guess what? I'm going on the Sushi Club. They are having sushi right now. How lucky are they? It's really for us. It's really for us in this whole town. It's really a special occasion to have sushi. Wow. So. Yeah, it is really so to be part of such a special group. A thing that's special for me, Um, it's really, really
0: humbling, and it's a such amazing gift um to be part of this. And you are, you are, you are now part of our family. You know, Um, and I know that I'm not the only one that's going to be reaching out to you. You know, we're we're going to wrap you up as much as we can. You know, pack that parachute so that you can you know fly because that's what we want that's what we do you know there's a reason there's a reason why the 24 of us got together why it was us this 24 and not another 24 you know mm-hmm. everything happens in the right time for the right reason that's just how it is wow. it wow.
1: just
0: so it, it was it was not a coincidence that you happen to be listening to Pete, So as you know, Pete is one of our co-authors. And um, the really funny thing is, this 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 will show you exactly how your life or any of our lives can go. About fifteen, maybe a few more, but quite a while ago, a few about fifteen years ago, I read a book which was about weight loss. And it really spoke to me because I think it was probably one of the first books I read that talked about the psychology and the mindset around weight loss rather than just the, the calories and the food. And it was called Lighten Up. And it was written by Pete Cohen. Oh, wow. It was written by, I didn't know who he was. He was just someone that had written this book. I don't even know how I came across the book. And I can still remember that book to this day. It had a yellow cover. (laughs) right <laughs> oh well <laughs> yeah, and it was written by Pete Cohen and I remember he was doing something live somewhere and I went and I sat right at the back and I just thought oh my gosh this is the guy who talks about like now trained Sally Gunnell and Roger Black and oh my gosh oh my gosh and now here we are all these years later and he and I are co-authors of the same book <laughs> oh,
1: wow it's, <laughs> it's amazing and Talking about weight loss, um, I my journey with weight loss, I, I nearly lost my life. I I think I'm like a cat. I lost my life, nearly lost my life a few times, but I lost sixty three um, kilograms no. in weight loss. And um, the first the first thirty kilograms, I almost died because of the wrong diet pills and too much oh. diet pills trying to get skinny to be accepted. <gasps> um, So, it's really a passion for me to help people on the weight loss journey and doing it the right way and loving yourself first because if you don't, you can lose all the weight you want, um, but the weight is in your mind at the end.
0: I agree. I agree. Absolutely. As someone who has lost a lot of weight a number of times in my lifetime now, I can honestly say it's very similar to what you were saying earlier on. You can have all the money, but if you don't do the healing, the money ends up controlling you and your business. And I feel exactly the same with weight loss. If you don't do the healing and the forgiveness and all the stuff that needs to be done, then you will lose it. Of course you will, but then you'll put it back on. You'll lose it. Back on. So I definitely yes. hear what you're saying. Oh my goodness. Oh well, wow. What a fantastic, fantastic time I've had speaking to you th- today. Uh, wow. I'm, me I'm too I'm, girl. Well, wow. I'm excited for you. I'm excited as to what I mean, what are you gonna do next? <laughs>
1: Well, girl, firstly, I am busy with my podcasts. That is what I am busy with. Um, and I, had a, uh, I, I, I need to start writing this stuff down. That's what I need to do. And I, 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 I must take it one step at a time. I cannot help people. I cannot show people within the next six months to become a millionaire. But what I can do is I can help them to go from a place from despair to hope. I can inspire them and say, just make that shift. If you have hope, if you can get there, we can take the next step and the next one and the next one and the next one.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Krista, thank you so much for sharing your story and your life with us too. And I'm looking forward to listening to more um, from your podcast and just receiving that that juice that we all need we are all works in process progress process <laughs> yeah we are all yeah. works in process we are never done I, I often say when we're done we're dead so thank you so much i'm looking forward to being fed by you too and all i can say is that we truly appreciate you and thank you for being our guest here on the entrepreneur sushi club
1: Oh, girl, thank you so 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 much the pleasure is absolute. the is absolutely mine thank you so much for it
0: thank you so please tune in to our next edition of the entrepreneur sushi club who knows who we'll have on as our next guest because as you can see anything at all is truly possible when you have hope and you have belief thank you for joining us